0: What is self leadership? Welcome to another episode of Relearning Leadership, where we explore a specific leadership challenge and break it down to help improve your leadership, your organization, and just possibly your personal life. I'm Pete Barents, and today I'm honored to have a chat with Nick Johnson. Uh, Nick is a best selling author, an Ironman top 1% world athlete, and an executive mental health advocate. Welcome to the show, Nick.
1: Thank you so much, Pete. It's great to be here.
0: Well, I'm pleased to have you on the show, and I want to start simple. So let's just start with the basics. How do you define self-leadership?
1: Well, Pete, I can first say by saying I lived both. I lived a life without practicing the self-leadership, and I lived a life with practicing self-leadership. And everyone don't have to go that far to define it, you know, to find out for yourself because it's painful. And I'm happy to explain Mm -hmm. today from both sides. But how I define it basically is, especially as a leader, as we're talking about today, that, well, it is about being able to influence yourself or being able to perhaps parent yourself. So let's look at it like this. When we grew up as children, our parents made sure that we went to bed by 8pm. Our teachers were there to tell us to Do our homework. Mm. There was someone there who told us what to do. Then, suddenly, in the teens, we are breaking free from all these rules. We are fighting over it. We want to demonstrate to the world that we are in charge of our own life. And we do it quite well. Uh, And most of us do it quite well. And suddenly, we are on our own devices. There's no one anymore who's telling us when to go to bed. There's no one who's telling us what we should do. So, we are basically in charge of our own life. We have to parent ourselves. And with that comes a big responsibility on our shoulders. And either we fall into uh, the habit of uh, being in a pity me or uh, feeling sorry for ourselves and having that self-talk and influence ourselves out of things. Mm. Or on the other side, we can have a positive story and discipline ourselves, getting out of bed early, making our bed, uh, uh, starting the day with a good habit and then having positive self-thoughts and the actions and the goals and the lives that then follow is completely different.
0: Okay. So what I'm hearing from that is discipline, right? Self-discipline, self uh, ability to self-direct, ability to self-choose wisely in, in some ways. I know a lot of my colleagues, you know, we work independent coaches and trainers and, and things like that. And uh, a number of them have, have jumped into this field admitted, like, this is really hard because nobody's telling me what to do, like when to do it, how to do it, right? Everything is coming from within. Is that, am I reading this right?
1: Yes, absolutely. What we keep getting to here, Pete, is indeed uh, self-discipline, And again, this is something that has to come from within. And I have a teenage son now who's soon turning 14. And as much Mm -hmm. as I would love him to go and attend, you know, his handball uh, classes, I would like him to uh, continue his swimming academy. There's only so much I can do. I mean, uh, uh, it has to come from him. He has to want this. He needs to really want this from his heart. If I push him, he's going to push me away as a father. So that's why what we're talking about here, uh, already starting from a young age, it has to come from within. And he has to discipline himself. He has to start already at that age, understand that the actions... Uh, of him uh, doing exercise, disciplining, looking after himself, versus skipping this, uh, which would then perhaps set the scene for the rest of his life
0: hmm. so i can I, I can see this for you know as you as you describe that teenager coming of age, I can see this for. The entrepreneur, you know, you've, you've been obviously a world class athlete, maybe still are a world class athlete, right? That discipline to train and, and drive yourself to a peak performance. Connect us to the everyday leader. Connect us to the person who's in the system. I've got a boss. They tell me what to do. Um, I, I don't maybe see myself necessarily as the leader or having that power and status. What can they take from this?
1: I think it comes down to the basic here pete and indeed you don't have to go as extreme as i have and we we'll maybe touch on later today and also be, because i hit the extreme at the low end when i hit the rock bottom mm. as well uh and when i was broken both physically and mentally and now yes i'm at mm. perhaps at the peak uh at, at the other end but for the average people the average leaders or the most leaders let's say that who are out there I would say the most don't look after themselves. Uh, And Pete, uh, I'm working with, you know, 700 senior leaders here in Singapore. Most are regional Hmm. directors for the big multinationals. It's all the big American companies. They are placed (laughs) in Singapore in expat uh, packages and deals, right? And they're working around the clock, 12, 16-hour working day. They are flying around the different countries. Yes, they fly in first class or business class, and they have a good apartment. They have a car and a driver. They have maid and nannies. The children are in in private school and all the rest of it. So on the outside, this looks wonderful. But Mm -hmm. the basics here is they're not getting enough sleep. They probably don't have enough time for more than one or two gym sessions or exercise sessions in a week. Uh, They're eating whatever is served to them. They don't really have the time to think about that. Uh, They have no time for meditation, self-care, and getting that peace of mind and quietness that they deserve and what they should do if they were looking after themselves. It's almost like you're running after that hamster wheel and they only look at themselves, perhaps when they are in, in the 50s and uh, they end up in a hospital, you know, by a burnout or or by uh, high blood pressure or uh, a stroke or uh, as happened to many during the the lockdowns, people, you know, ended up in hospitals because they were burnt out uh, because they're neglecting themselves. So that is not at the, uh, at the extreme end. This is what I'm seeing on a day-to-day basis. And that's what I, what I wrote a book about.
0: Hmm. And the book you're referring to is Executive Loneliness. Is that right?
1: Yes, exactly. Because uh, it's very typical for leaders to work too hard, to focus too much on the outside. What does the career look like? How am I performing? And then Behind the scene is a completely different picture where lead, the leaders feel isolated, feel lonely, mm. feel that they have so much pressure on yourselves to keep up with this. And in order to cope, what I've seen, and I have talked about this in my book, leaders typically then find addictions and can be everything from gambling, social media, food addiction, or alcohol or drugs, just something to get that escape. Instead of taking a step back and, you know, looking after the basics with a, health, nutrition, and sleep and exercise, which according to me is the foundation we're talking about here for self-leadership.
0: Kind of getting back to the root, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Uh, you know, food, sustenance, eating well, um, sleep, right, getting getting enough rest. Uh, you talk about mental, um, and, you know, maybe meditative, right? To kind of clearing clearing the mind. What are some of those challenges that I think that leaders are facing that that prevent them maybe from taking more action here?
1: Yes, I think, uh, Pete, it comes down to the basics here. And I mean, uh, if we look back a bit in history, uh, and I recently read a book called The Oxygen Advantage talking about breathing and, you know, looking back at the breathing patterns and exercise and so on. And they were saying, you know, us human beings, uh, they said we are we were not born to become Olympians. They're exercising five, seven hours per day. That's too much at the intensity Mm -hmm. level, but neither were we born to walk around 20 minutes a day. And that's all we are moving. So they were looking at somewhere in between and, in this book the oxygen advantage they said that probably we need to move around around five hours per day that could be walking around and moving around and that's what our what we did back in history when we're perhaps walking around picking berries doing things moving our body around and they believe that probably around two hours of quite physical exercise doing something. So that could be, you know, a bit of jogging, cycling or going to gym doing some weights. So that's what they say per day. And that's basically the recommendations we get uh, now to do per week. So I'm saying here that you know, we are sitting in an office, we're working too much, we are not looking after ourselves, we are not getting out, we're not getting out in the nature to relax and, and, and so on and reboot ourselves. It's just a constant drive. And that is what I'm seeing with, at least with senior leaders that, you know, they just don't look after themselves. And so that's why I'm saying that it starts at the foundation. It starts with the basics. And again, you're right that, Pete, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs here. How can we jump to fulfill ourselves at the top? And that's what we are trying to do now. We forgot about looking after the basics. We go straight to the top. And when we want to do that, then we fall to shortcuts. And that's where perhaps bad habits and addictions comes in.
0: Hmm. Well, I know, you know, you talk about hitting a low and maybe getting kind of that wake-up call. I know personally, um, you know, getting an extremely high cholesterol reading from your doctor and a, you know, chew out from your cardiologist that says, if you don't change your lifestyle, something's going to, you know, change it for you. Does it take that call to action? Or have you seen this where, you know, there there is change without... Hitting that rock bottom?
1: Well, you know, the, they, they, there's something called the gift of inspiration. But in recovery, as I was in recovery myself in 2018, after I hit rock bottom, there's a saying in recovery saying the gift of desperation. And I believe many times we as humans, especially if you're very busy and you're running your own business, sadly, we need to end up in hospital. We need to have a close friend who perhaps uh, uh, die of suicide, or something terrible need to happen for us to get that wake-up call to change our habits. It seems like you know working ourselves, changing our habits is so difficult, perhaps the hardest things we can do, because we have to admit, admit to ourselves that we have a problem. We have to be willing to change it, and then we have to change, and then we have to show to the world. We have to become vulnerable. And honest, so that's why it really takes that perhaps gift of desperation in order to make dramatic change.
0: So blessed the leader who can discover that without hitting rock bottom. Um, what advice do you have, like when you're in, engaging with a leader who's who might be, you know, challenged in in some of these dimensions? What do you do? How do you help them? What what might you recommend to our listeners to maybe a, a first step they could take towards a better self leadership?
1: yeah and again here it's making it simple and it's baby steps and perhaps working with a coach or a mentor or if in many other programs it's called a sponsor someone Mm -hmm. who take who help you to take an honest look at yourself and what i did in my first step in the book i wrote is about taking stock and let's look at it like this pete if you are a business owner uh, or you run a business you or especially if it's a shop you're a shop owner you would do a stock count every month a quarter or once a year you mm-hmm. look at your inventory and you will have a good look at what is there but how often do we do this as human beings or as leaders uh, bring out a pen and paper and write down everything and it can be everything there i'm you know uh, 30 pounds overweight i'm I'm spending too much money, money on gambling. I'm spending three hours on social media. I have broken relationships with my parents. I don't speak with my sister. All these things need to go on this inventory list, and then we need to take this list to a coach or a mentor or someone who can help us to go through this and clear this baggage. And so it's about you know taking an honest look at ourselves first, and we don't have to tackle everything on the list, but getting a couple of small wins and. For me and many others, that starts with exercise. If you start addressing the exercise, then it's easy to get that right. If you exercise well, you naturally want to eat better. And if you exercise and eat better, you're naturally going to sleep better. So then you get the three foundations. And here again comes Maslow's hierarchy of needs back. Then once you get that right, you will start to get more peace of mind. Your, your resting heart rate will go down. With that, your, 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 all your blood levels will be better. And you're already on your path. But what I find, and as we talk about leaders here, it's also about deflating the ego. It's really, really to take a look at themselves Mm. in the sense of, you know, am I too much of myself? Am I too important? Am I the center of the universe? Is it me who's running the show? Or is it something I can do for other people, being of service, perhaps signing up for a local charity as a volunteer? Those can be the steps uh, to start with, Pete.
0: Yeah, the, the, getting past the cognitive bias, getting past you know that veil we put over ourselves, right? That's incredibly difficult. And and I, I like your advice about get some help, right? All of these programs that help people improve in some way, you know, they they they're built on a mentorship, a, a sponsorship, a, a partnership. Um, uh, it doesn't have to cost, right? You can get a peer uh, to be to be helping. You through through this journey. Uh, so, Nick, any final words uh, you'd like to share? I guess as a parting thought or um, uh, words of wisdom for us.
1: Yes, I think the most important thing. And a friend of mine, he wrote a book uh, called "Just Ask." His name is Andy Lopata from London. And you know, just ask if there's something on your mind. Write it down, and again, come back to this. Write it down if you have an issue, a challenge. Write it down, and then think about. Who can I ask for help? There's so many people. There's so many people around you who love you. And don't be shy to ask for their help. Or anonymous organization coaches and mentors are all there. And just take that first step towards taking control of your own life and lead yourself.
0: Phone a friend. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you, Nick, for joining us today. And enjoy the journey. Thank you. ReLearning Leadership is the official podcast of the Agile Leadership Journey. Together, we build better leaders. It's hosted by me, Pete Behrens, with contributions from our global guide community. It's produced by Ryan Dugan, with music by Joy Zimmerman. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave us a review, or share a comment. And visit our website, agileleadershipjourney.com forward slash podcast for guest profiles, episode references, transcripts, and to explore more about your own leadership journey.